dude, when people are psyched, that's what makes me happy. It's like that when people are psyched to go skiing, I'm with that all day. I'll work till I'm 85. If that's everybody only comes in and is psyched to go skiing. At the end of the day, that's your attitude. I'm fucking with it, man. Like there's no, there's no part of me that could be like, I'm tired today. Like I immediately get a jolt of energy and that like that makes me psyched to see people get on the hill. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 22 of Bindalism, a philosophy to a self-sufficient lifestyle. This week, I had the absolute pleasure of going down to West Springfield, Massachusetts to interview Adam Jabber. Adam is the host of Out of Bounds podcast, which is one of the fastest growing ski and outdoor gear podcasts in the industry. Um, He's been doing this for about a year and a half and has had some really awesome big name um, people in the ski and biking, outdoor, you know, adventure industries. He also works for his family ski shop, which is the Colorado Ski Shop. They have two locations, one in West Springfield and one in Westover, Vermont. I'm really excited to show you guys this one. We haven't had someone like Adam on the show yet. He's the first person that we talked to that has direct ties to the ski industry, outdoor gear world, and has a lot of expertise to put to that. It's a really cool interview and Adam's an awesome dude. I appreciate the crap out of him for making this happen. So without further ado, we're gonna get right into this. This is episode 22 of Bindalism. Hope you guys enjoy. Hey everyone, well, we are here with Adam Jabber. He is the host of Out of Bounds Podcast, one of the fastest growing ski industry slash outdoor adventure podcasts out there. Definitely check it out. Um, I was actually just featured on it, or will be at some point, so uh, excited for that. But Adam, if you want to introduce yourself, we can get this uh, party rolling. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm Adam. And, uh, and this is not my, this is my podcast gear, but this is not my podcast. Andy's, Andy's interviewing me in my own house now. Um, so I don't really know how to feel about it, but, um, and then my buddy's sitting here in the corner of this couch, not saying anything. You know, what's funny is that my last interview I did with, uh, David chief, uh, his friend also was in the room yeah. while I was interviewing. And this is only the second time we've had like a crowd <laughs> for it for it so we got like Sick a crowd we got the live studio audience here yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so adam uh you run a podcast you want to talk a little bit about that yeah so um i host the out of bounds podcast um it's uh it's basically just a show about skiing and riding bikes and basically it's actually a show about nothing um, when I think about it, it's like Seinfeld, except for, uh, for the podcast folk. Um, <laughs> it's basically like that. I intended for it to be a little more ski and bike centric. Um, and it's kind of just figured out its own life, um, as it's, as it's yeah. went on. Um, but yeah, we've been doing it for a year and a half now and, uh, 
and we're getting a couple listens and uh, things have been going pretty good. So I'm psyched for, uh, psyched to be here. I'm psyched to be a guest on a podcast. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, and I like, as I feel the same, like being on your podcast, uh, I think it's a unique opportunity to kind of put your message out there. So I'm excited to get into like your story and kind of how we got here. So where are you originally from? I'm right from right here, West really? Springfield. Yep. I was born in Springfield, like everybody from West Springfield, because nobody, there's no hospital in West Springfield. Um, so we all go to Springfield. Um, most people think it's not its own town or city, but it is. It's actually a city now, as of a couple of years wow. ago. So we're uh, we're Congrats. we're balling pretty heavy now. Um, <laughs> so I'm from here. I've always been here. I like shit on it till the day I die. Um, but it's, it's actually a pretty great place. It's, uh, it's nice, man. It's, it's close to everything. And it's, uh, it always feels like home. It's, it's dog shit most of the time, but when it's not dog shit, it's pretty good. I, uh, I enjoy, I enjoy being here. I really do. Yeah. So, uh, what made you want to stay all this time? I don't know. I have no idea. I still don't want to stay. Like, I think did that's you the have, wrong. <laughs> did you ever like make a plan to like, all right, I'm going to leave West Springfield and send it here? No. Um, and that's, I think one of the things, like I hear a lot of people, even my buddies are like, I need to get out of here. I need to go somewhere like this fucking idiot. Like plenty of people are like, <laughs> plenty of people are like, are you allowed to swear on the show? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I should have asked that before we started. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hear people say it all the time. Like, Oh, I want to go here. I want to go here. Like this has to happen. And, and then I'll have my life set. You know, I don't, I don't think that the place is as important. And if anything, I think it's more important that you be in a place where you can feel connected with the people around you yeah, because it's, you have an opportunity to make change at a high level without having to do nearly as much. Like if you go to a bigger place, there's a thousand more people that want to change things just like you that are, you're just going to butt heads with like right. in a place like this, you have the opportunity to change people in a way that's, that's good, I guess. And, uh, and make an impact on the community without, without having to go anywhere. You can do it right, right. here where you started, you know? So I, that's why I haven't ever gone anywhere. And I just have never felt when I feel like I need to leave, then I'll leave. But I haven't felt that way yet. So how old are you? 24. 24. Okay. Yeah. So, I know I look older than you, but I'm not that much older than you. Okay. Fair. Yeah. No, that's cool. That gives me like a different perspective, I guess, because I thought you were a little bit older. So that's cool. Yeah. So how long have you been working at the the um, ski shop since birth yeah really? it's a family business oh, yeah shit. that okay. is the family that's business awesome. man that's how okay. uh, that's I how i got that. into the industry that's how i have made a lot of the connections that i've made for this podcast um to have gained some perspective for the podcast i think that's the most yeah. important thing that i gained out of the shop um so what your parents own the shop parents or? own the shop my dad started it my dad uh immigrated from jordan uh when he was, who knows, 24 years old or something like that. I met yeah. my mom and my mom's from West Springfield. Um, <laughs> my dad's from Jordan. It's a weird, it's a bit of a weird love story, but it's, uh, they're, they're awesome, man. It gives you two different perspectives, like from Absolutely. a, uh, from an ethnicity standpoint right out of the gate, you know? So you kind of have a way to feel how other people feel in ditch in different yeah. situations, just based on where they come from. Um, which I thought was great. My dad started a ski shop, uh, in 94. Interesting. So what he, he's from Jordan. Yeah. He lived there. Yeah. He was like, this skiing shit's cool. We should do more of this. And like pretty much right out of the gate. When did he first 
go skiing like because no i'm idea. assuming skiing's not existent in jordan oh uh, like, yeah no no there's no <laughs> like no skiing desert, it's, right? if it snows there's a problem yeah. <laughs> um it's uh it's not a thing that that happens very much um yeah, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, he actually didn't start skiing until he met my mom. My mom's family, like, skis and all that stuff. So I'm assuming it had something to do with that time period. But he was that like, this sense. this is cool. I want to yeah. do more of this. Uh, how can I do this and make it affordable for myself and make it affordable for my family and uh, and put my kids through school? And that's really was his only goal with the ski shop. Why do I feel like it's like every immigrant's story is immigrants like are coming smart. in and just like kick ass. Immigrants are just smart, like, man. They're not all smart thing. and they're not smart because they're immigrants. Yeah, it's but, sick. Uh, yeah. It's, it's so infectious. It's, it's the way that you're brought up, you know, it's the way that you're brought up. That's the number one thing I think is like he grew up and wasn't planning on having anything. So it's like when you get to have anything after planning on right. having nothing, that. that's a huge thing. Like your motivation is totally different. Like everybody shits on like, when people have convenience stores or whatever, like when people from Pakistan or India come over and they like immediately start a convenience store, but that's a lot of, that's a lot of hours, man. Yeah. They shit on it, but it's like, you wouldn't sit it's there so for 70 hours a week. Think. 100%. Yeah. I, we know a kid that's like a couple years younger than us that has a convenience store and that has lived here his whole life, but his parents are immigrants. And it's like, he does it because he wants to do it. And he right. knows that all he has to do is work hard and he'll make money and he'll be successful. Like that's, that's, that's a sick. crazy thing. Yeah. And that's the difference I think between a lot of people that come from this country, they're just like, I'll be fine no matter what it's versus a sense, like, it's a sense I of need entitlement. to be fine. Yeah. yeah. I need to make sure that I'm fine. It's like, literally being born, not knowing what it's like to go without. Yeah. And that like that, that sentiment is just like continues throughout their life. I totally like respect that grind and like needing, you know, to do what you need to do to feed your you know, feed your family. Yeah. So it's like really cool that your dad did that. Like, yeah, he started it and he was like, he figured out that the internet was a thing in 98. I think we were just looking at old, uh, yeah. original website photos, um, from 1998, like the other day. And it was like insane to see what it looked like. And it was like, it was just like, call us. This is our phone number. And it literally said like, this is Very our phone basic. number. And it's like, you just have to dial in the phone number and your little <laughs> thing and you just kind of figure it out it's it's an insane thing to think but it's it's huge foresight to just be able to say like okay this internet thing's gonna stick around and it's important for us to be on there early yeah. so that's that's what we are i mean we're a retail store um we obviously rely pretty heavily on local business um in both locations in west springfield mass and uh, in west Dover, vermont but the most important thing for us at the end of the day is having a presence online and that's not to say that online's the most important thing it's well, not, it's but it is important because yeah. your customer locally pays attention online. Most of our customers locally will check the website before coming in to see if we even have remotely what they're looking for. Like if they're looking for soccer cleats, they'll look soccer cleats up in the search bar and then figure out like we don't sell soccer cleats. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> and then they'll, they'll move on. But I mean, that's, that's the idea. So yeah, that's, that's kind of what my background is. Um, that's how long I've been working at the ski shop since I was, I never wanted to do it. It was just a, uh, it was well, a thing. Like, I'm assuming you probably like it a little bit more than maybe when you first started out. Um, yeah, no? I like the people I've met. I like the experiences that I've gotten. Um, I like the attitude that it's given me about my own life and about business in general. Those are the things I like about it. I don't necessarily like being in the shop all day. I don't like dealing with the retail side of it because that's, as everybody knows, that's worked retail. Working retail sucks a yeah. lot. A lot of the times because people suck. I mean, people are also awesome, 
that's the thing that evens it out yeah. for me is like people are great some days, people suck some days. So like it, it just depends on the day. It, you know, if you ask me on a day when it's bad, I'll tell you that I hate it and I never <laughs> want to do it ever again. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I'm at the point now where I do stuff at a high enough level. I have the training, I have the experience where I'm comfortable and people are coming from far distances to come and see me for things in the ski industry because, uh, you know, I've done it at a high level since I was 14. Cause that's really the age when I started taking it seriously. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's the ski shop thing. So are you more like, is there a, a part of the ski shop that you're more expert in that you're like care more about, I guess? Um, I'm a really good boot fitter. Um, like I'm, I'm a very good boot fitter. Um, I'm good at ski tune. I can do everything really. Like it's not, and that's not really even a humble brag. Like I just kind of do whatever I need to do yeah, to make us be sense. successful because it's our, it's, it's a family business, right? You have to do everything you need mm-hmm. to do so that the business is successful. Um, and that's one of the things that you learn. Um, I like the social media management of it. I like the marketing management side of it. Like I'm, I'm good at those things. Um, but in the shop, like it's boot fitting, it's, uh, it's serve it's customer service really in sales. I mean, sales are like, uh, I can talk. So it's like, yeah, that's, that's a thing that has always come so pretty naturally to have <laughs> in sales. It's an important thing to be able to talk to people right, and kind yeah. of guide them to the right product. And the thing is like, I ski all the stuff and I ride all the stuff and I test all the boots and I have opinions on things. And that's why like transitioning into the podcast was an easy thing for me because I already had my opinions. I already had experience and I'm not I'm not worried about telling anybody how I feel about things because I've done the things, you know, right. at a, at a young age. That makes sense. Like you're, so, you're somewhat of an expert in the, in, you know, it also makes you a bit of an arrogant so. prick. Sometimes it's like, I know that I'm being a dickhead a lot of the times. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, I maybe have an opinion that's too aggressive right. for what the situation is, but I have that opinion for a reason, you know, I'm not, and I don't think that I have that I don't think that I'm always being a dick about it. And I don't, I try to not be a dick about it. If anything, the podcast has made me try to be less of a dick about it. Um, because I, I realize how I sound, um, when I just think I know everything and I don't, I don't think I know everything. And I constantly have to remind myself that. Yeah. Um, so it's an interesting thing. When you started podcasting, did you listen back on those episodes and immediately be like, I need to change how I speak on certain things? The first episodes? Yeah, like, was there anything that stood out to you and you were just like, I need to shift the way I'm presenting myself, like, moving forward, like, based on, like, what you were just saying? Um, so. Or was it, like. No, so it's actually the opposite. I'm, uh, you had mentioned on our show that you're an extroverted person. Like, I'm really more of an introverted person. Like, I don't like doing this kind of thing. This isn't my normal thing to be on a podcast or to be successful with a podcast. Uh, so in the beginning I was doing it strictly because I felt like my opinion needed to be heard. Um, so I was trying to uh, articulate things in a way that made it sound sales pitchy. Um, not so much even sales pitchy. It was just, I was trying to be like your traditional host and that's just not really where I show unless like, yeah, it's exactly. This is the show. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I found out pretty quickly after listening to it and listening to close friends feedback that it wasn't who like I wasn't coming across in the interviews. Mm -hmm. I was just saying things basically on a, on a sheet of paper and I was moving on from that. So it took me probably six episodes or something like that 
to really start to figure it out. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's a, it was a strange thing for sure. Hearing your own voice is a weird thing as it is. I, as I'm listening to my own voice right now on these headphones, it's like, that's a horrible thing to like listen to your self talk. <laughs> I feel bad that I put you in this position to like listen to your Listen to my own voice while I have to edit my own yeah, levels. Yeah. Um, yeah, I appreciate you making me do all the hard work in my own house. Um, anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> I'm not hosting this as well. All right. Yeah, so, go. Um, <laughs> so you're from uh, West Springfield. What what was it like growing up here? I don't know much about the area. I don't know if it's like similar to Boston or like. No, it's probably closer to Albany than it okay. is to Boston. It's a it's a piece of shit town um, that has really good people in it. A lot of the times, uh, the nice thing about West Springfield is that a lot of people here are really successful at things. They're really good at things. So you can surround yourself with people that are really smart, that have pers- like that have perspectives that go outside of this town, mm-hmm. um, which is huge. Because I think in a lot of towns, you get trapped in your town. Like people are successful in their town and they live their whole life like that. Yeah. This is not how most people in West Springfield are that I know or that I hang around, you know? They are successful outside of this town. And that's how they've made their money. That's how they've made their living. Um, and that's an important thing for me because you want to expand beyond your town. Like your town's great. Like that's where you live, but it only means so much. Like, I mean, it's, it's where, what happens when you have to move somewhere else or there's a better opportunity. So like, then are you, you don't do anything there then? I mean, it's just like, you need to like, I don't (laughs) know. You just need to broaden your horizons a bit. Um, so growing up here was, was, I don't know. I was a pretty quiet kid. So still Did you do any like sports or anything like that? Play basketball. Um, pretty, uh, pretty medium good. Like I was good, but not like <laughs> that good. I, I guess is a fair way to describe it. Um, now I'm like, I just am good enough to beat up on kids that think they're good that are in <laughs> high school. Like I know that's about like how yeah. good I am. Like I can beat somebody that doesn't play at all, but I can't play beat somebody that's really good. So yeah. it's, uh, it's an interesting place to be on that side of things. Other than that, no, I didn't really play a ton of other sports. I tried doing track and field and wasn't very good at it. Definitely didn't run very well. So I'm not really the body type for a runner. Um, and I, I did throwing. Yeah, exactly. I got punished at the end of one of the track meets and like my track coach decided like last track meet of the season, like all the throwers, you guys are going to run today. Oh, and like, I, dude, I just remember like show. huffing, like huffing. Dude, just, oh. I felt so bad anytime I saw throw. I also did track. I was a pole vaulter, so I did. Yeah, there's another thing I couldn't yeah. do. <laughs> like for sure. Couldn't pole vault for shit. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, for sure would just stab the pole into the ground and I would just stay, like, the pole would just go into the ground. That's all that would happen. Um, anyway, yeah. Okay, so so sports weren't necessarily, like, your uh, main focus. Like, what I, I, I guess, Working. Uh, yeah, work. I worked. Okay, That's so it. While I was putting in like school hours, I just put in yeah. a lot of hours at work. Like, I was working 60-hour weeks as a 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old, like, all the time. And it's like, I don't like talking about that part of it as much because it's like, I sound, that's the one part of it that I did. And that was really hard. And I don't want people to think like, oh, he's just talking about it because he's talking about it. That part was really fucking hard. And it definitely affected my academics, which were not bad, but they weren't great. They could have been really good. Um, but those are the things that were important to me at the time was helping my family. And I was, I found something that I was good at young in life. So it was like, it's a mixed bag, right? Like you have to put in a lot of hours, but you're really good at something and feeling good at something sometimes is more important than anything else. So, so what was it like growing up working in the shop? Like, uh, you know, 
I think that you experienced probably a, a childhood that not a lot of people get to experience. I know there's plenty of super successful people out there that went through a very similar sounding situation. Like Gary Vee, for example, like growing up working at his dad's wine shop. Like that sounds very reminiscent of this. Um, like, what was it like? And like, what is your, your parents dynamic and all of that? My mom is the nicest person in the whole world. Like she's so nice. Customer service is like her thing. Like she, and it's like, I'm like, I feel horrible every time she's on the floor because I'm like, mom, like I work so that you don't have to be here. Like yeah. that's the goal, right? Like I will put in more hours so that you don't have to be here. But also she likes it. So yeah. it's like, I can't be like, mom, stop doing what you like. Like it's just over time. She's just liked it so much and she just likes helping people. But it's, I, I'm a little more, uh, more negative on that side of things where I'm just like, people are shit bags. You don't need to fucking <laughs> deal with this stuff. Like, you know, so, uh, but at the same time, she's just like, no, people are great. My dad is, uh, I, I'm like a good mix of both of my parents, okay. you know, is really what it is. My dad's very hard, like rough around the edges, but like the friendliest guy, once you know him, mm -hmm. Um, works harder than anybody I know, has worked harder than anybody I know since I've been alive. I mean, he's just, that's what he does and doesn't complain about it and just, and just does it like puts his head down, does his work and is super fucking smart. And people, it's funny, like growing up, I always thought it was weird that like people that had way more money than us would go to my dad for advice on stuff. It was like, it was one of the craziest things to me. It was like, this guy has so much money. Like he's driving this car and he's doing this thing, but he's coming here to ask us for that. And it's because he has that kind of like, you talk to him and you're like, this dude knows some shit that I don't know, you know, which is awesome. So it was nice to grow up in a family like that. Um, great dynamic. I've got three younger siblings. Um, I'm the oldest of four and, uh, and yeah, that's the, uh, that's the dynamic man. So, but that's what it was like growing up in the shop. Like, I mean, I'd like I said, I never wanted to do it. It was just ended up being a thing that I did. Um, and, uh, I don't know, like they never really pushed me into it. It was just like, I just, one year we needed more employees than we had. Got it. And I just had to be an employee. And that was, uh, that was it. Did you ski prior to? Yeah, I stuff? skied recreationally. Um, like I wasn't great. I didn't start going hard at skiing until, probably eighth, ninth grade. And then I started okay. getting into, it. I started seeing why people fall in love with skiing and why I yeah. fell in love with skiing is because of things like, like what I expect. Like I didn't get it until I got it. I guess. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So. I think that's just like going out and trying it, going to different mountains and like seeing what they have to offer. It really does open up. You just got to go. You yeah. just got to figure out what <laughs> makes you happy about skiing because there's something for everybody in skiing. Yeah. And that's one of the cool things is like my buddies were doing park stuff and park stuff was never necessarily my thing. I just wanted to go and do shit on the mm -hmm. mountain. You know, racing wasn't my thing. And that's like, that's the thing. It's like you don't really fit into a category a lot of times. And you just go, you realize that like to, you yeah. can just go skiing. Yeah. Like you can there's just, no you can rules. make turns. You can hit jumps when you want to hit jumps. You can go ski in the woods. You can go ski in the back country. And that's like how my skiing has it's kind of playground. progressed. Yeah. It's like you treat it like it's a playground. A hundred percent. Yeah. So where, what was your home mountain? So I first learned to ski at Otis Ridge, um, which is similar to your story where it's except smaller. It's like, 500 Otis vertical Ridge, feet. Where is that? It's like in the Berkshires. It's super small. Okay. It's like got two lifts or something at the time. Like this is where I learned to ski. It's not where I skied a ton. Like growing up, I skied a lot at Jiminy Peak. Mm. Um, I skied at Mount Snow a bunch because it's only an hour and a half from here. Right. Um, places 
places like that, I never really have felt a home mountain. Got it. I've never felt That's like a place where I like have a locker at, you know? Yeah. I just want to go skiing different places because I felt like one of the things that I didn't like about skiing was that people treated it like golf where they would go to their country club <laughs> yeah. and that mountain's their country club. And I don't like that shit. I just want to go skiing wherever the skiing's good. I don't – and it's it may be like not a loyalty thing, but like I – I don't give a no, shit, man. I, I want to ski where I skiing's like that. good. That's all yeah. I want to go skiing at. You know, I don't want to go skiing somewhere where it's shitty. If my home mountain, they're not paying me to go skiing there. I'm paying to go skiing there. Right. So if I'm paying, I want that shit to be good. You know, that's what I'm saying. That's a really valid like, so, mindset yeah. to have. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like. I don't hate it. For sure. That's why I keep it. Yeah. I haven't tried to change it yet. So. 100%. Like, yep. I mean, I you've been all over the place skiing like recently, right? Yeah. You're in Banff and yep. uh, in what Colorado or something? Colorado like, right a bunch. Um, yeah, I go to Colorado a lot anyway for work, and then for the podcast, I've gotten to travel a lot more recently and meet a bunch of cool people. And actually, we'll be traveling a bunch more because we try to do all the interviews in person. Yeah. Um, which is That's it just comes way. out better. Yeah, yeah. There's no way that it doesn't come out better. Um, you get to meet the people. If nothing else, like I get to meet somebody awesome and have a relationship right. with them. Yeah. Um, and that's that's important to me. Um, and I the nice thing about the podcast is like it's my thing. Like mm-hmm. I get to decide how I feel about it. Nobody else gets to tell me. Even sponsors don't get to tell me like this or that. I tell them what the plan is and the plan may change. You know, the plan goes as the plan goes. Um, but the the deal is, and I'm very upfront with them. It's not like I'm like pulling the wool over their eyes and being like, yeah, I'm very organized. Like I'm, I tell them like, I'm not organized. Like I, I, I want to do what I think is right in the moment. And I trust my judgment. If you trust my judgment, come on board. If not, then don't. I'm, I'm really, I'm not begging anybody. Like I told you when we were talking before, it's not, I don't want to beg anybody to be on. Similarly, I don't want to beg anybody to be a sponsor. If you want to be a sponsor of the show, sick. I'd be happy yeah. to have you, you know? And like, and I believe in you guys, you believe in me, then we're in good shape. That's all that matters. That's awesome. So we've gotten to travel a bunch lately. Me and Ethan, Ethan produces the show. Shout out to Ethan. I don't give him enough love. He's, uh, I feel like he's the redheaded the stepchild sometimes, but he is the guy that edits the show. Um, I, although I have learned, I've learned now how to edit. I'm still going to make How him do it. How do you guys it. edit your podcast, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, Adobe. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's whatever it is. What it, what's it called? It's uh, I have it on my laptop. I don't know what it's called. Whatever the app is. Is it Audition? Audition. Oh, there you okay. go. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that's what it is. We just use Audition. We Mix cut it, it up. up. I'm sure yeah. he has more complicated shit, and he just goes fucking dun 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 yeah. but I'm like – I drag it and i you look at it, it look at it for enough. five minutes yeah. i yeah i can definitely do it i'd rather somebody that is a true professional at it do it Got so it. we have a we have a real dude that is behind yeah. the scenes doing the work which is honestly which clutch. is great yeah, yeah i so i love clutch. that part of it yeah <laughs> I, I definitely wish or hope that we get to a point at some point where i don't have to edit this podcast all the time yeah that's it's time sucking <laughs> one of the things that i learned a long time ago was like and Maybe not a long time ago. I keep saying a long time ago, but I'm not that old, so it can't be that long ago. Um, in my wise 24 years. Yes. Yeah, you know, I've done a lot of things in my 20. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, one of the things I've, I've learned, and I think it's Mark Cuban who said this, was like, I'm not good at everything, but I need to be good at everything. So I find people who are good at the things that I'm shitty at. And that's like, yeah, that's, that's the way that's I look at go. it. It's like, I can talk and I know shit about skis and I know shit about bikes and I know shit about business in the industry. I have no idea how to edit. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I have a dude that just knows how to edit really that's well right, and do need. the technical side of it. Why wouldn't I do that? Right. Like because I give him the benefit of having the connections in the ski industry. He gives me the benefit of being able to do this. And it's not like it's a ton of work for him. I'm telling you, that dude is a genius. He's that probably just goes done. Like, and it's like at five minutes of his time, thank you very much, and moves on. So so that's how it goes. That's fucking sick. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, so how'd you come up with the name of the podcast? Um, other than like you saying you wanted to get your opinion out there, like, does it have to do with, I guess your message with it or what? Out of bounds is basically just the idea with it was that I wanted it to be an unfiltered approach to how people do this super like in line podcast thing, right? Where they're like, hi, I'm your host from blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude, this is dumb. I don't want to listen to this all the time. Like it's cool every once in a while, but it's just not the thing that I want to push. It's a little dry. Yeah, it's a little dry and it's just not, it doesn't feel genuine. Mm-hmm. So I wanted something that felt genuine. And then one night I was just drawing the logo up and it was like a little alien holding a post and he was out of bounds. And that's like the one we have on the back of the t-shirts and stuff. And it's like, it's, uh, that was really it. I guess it's not really much of like a story to it. It was just like, I was like, I want it to be an unfiltered approach. I'm not going to call it the unfiltered podcast. So <laughs> out of bounds makes sense because it applies to both mountain biking, skiing, yeah, no, all that shit. Yeah, makes sense. But I can also expand our horizons because it's literally out of the boundaries of the things we normally do. Like, I mean, it's, yeah. we can go and we can have like, we had Will Reichelt, who's the mayor of West Springfield on, we were just saw a little while ago. It's like, yeah, he's, a good episode too. he's a good dude, man. Like, so like, I want to be able to have whoever I want on. However, my experience is in the ski and bike industry and in the business side of things. So like, I that am more cool. comfortable there, mm-hmm. but if someone else wants to come on, feel free, you know? Yeah, no, that's cool. And I, I think that's the beauty of having a podcast is you're opening up that opportunity to talk to people you wouldn't normally talk to. It brings you out of your comfort zone. It's so cool. This is not a thing that I thought I'd be doing, you know? And I think especially in today's day and age with like social media and like just technology kind of keeping people from interacting with each other. It's cool that we're making technology bring people together. Yeah, I agree. I, Technology is a weird thing, and I, I don't know how I feel about it. And I don't know how I feel about <laughs> talking into microphones or promoting myself or any of those things. It's not, again, it's not normally a thing that I would do. It's not on brand for me. Um, and it's like, it, and it's definitely not a thing that I thought I'd be good at, for sure. Especially after the first few episodes, I was like, dude, I'm going to fucking, this is the worst thing ever. Like, there's no chance that this is going to make it past a couple months of doing it. And then, like, eventually, like, I started letting my actual opinions come out and it and it started getting somewhere and i was like that's instant feedback you have immediate reactions from your consumer at no cost to them so they're giving you real opinions right out in the open just like they do on social media nobody you don't ask for comments on instagram pages when people are like oh you're a dickhead like when people do that shit you're like (laughs) i didn't even fucking ask you bro like i didn't ask you people tell you shit you didn't ask them for yeah so it's like they do that and you're like but podcast is the same thing if they're not saying shit or they're not listening, there's a reason, you know? You got to figure out how to make them listen. Yeah. If you have an opinion. And maybe you just don't have an opinion. That's a thing, too. Yeah. In the beginning, I can tell you, I definitely didn't come across as having an opinion. So I guess, like, the way you're saying is, like, when you started, you were probably more, f- what, focused on, like, the format and just, like, how it sounds. I wrote down the questions ahead of time. Yeah. I did what, like, we just did one. I, I yeah. didn't have any notes. No. I had no idea where you came from. I was just like, let's fucking do this thing. That was and literally that's... my, like, when we started interviewing, I was like, 
honestly, I feel like a lot of people try to do the questionnaire type thing, and I feel like it's too. It's not forced. genuine. No, it's not genuine. And that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's like I, like dude, you just want people to listen because they want to listen, and not because I'm having you on and you're the draw. The draw needs to be yeah. the interviewer themselves, right? Like, and the draw obviously sometimes is the person on the show. Mm -hmm. But the yeah. reason they come back and listen to another episode it's is because of the interviewer. Right. Yeah. Like so the show itself. It's is your job to together. have an opinion on things. It's yeah. your job to, and not be a dickhead. Like there's plenty of people on the internet <laughs> that are just idiots that just say shit to get clicks and likes. Right. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your real opinion. Having genuine. Exactly. Opinions. And people yeah. genuinely agreeing with you because that's when things start to roll. Right. Yeah. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that a lot. Um, so the, You've been doing the podcast for how long again? Been a year and a month, maybe a year and two months. Year, I don't know. Okay. Something like that. So I guess what's your reflection on the podcast so thus far? Look, man, I that's been the best thing that I've done in my life, probably. As far as putting myself out of my comfort zone. Like I'm I'm the dude that doesn't want to go out. I'm the dude that wants to sit on the couch. Not sit on the couch like like do nothing literally like do nothing but like sit on the couch and just chill out and relax because i've been working or i've been doing a lot of right, shit right. man so like i don't usually want to go out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. and just go hang out at a bar so like doing a podcast like i said is off brand for me so i'm happy if nothing else that i have a show that people listen to and i got to meet awesome people so even if it ended tomorrow i'd be happy with it That's to be entirely right. honest with you but there's a lot of growth because it's been going well. The, the entrepreneur inside of me goes, okay, we can make this better and it can grow and 100%. it can get bigger and bigger and bigger every week. And it does. And I'm happy that it does, but I'm just, I'm still figuring things out and I'm loving that side of it where it's kind of unforeign, like it's foreign soil in the sense that I could have someone on that throws me a curveball and they're just a, they don't talk the like same way awful, I was. They're an yes, awful, yeah. they're an awful <laughs> guest. I mean, but it's like, it's really when you shine as an interviewer, when you have a bad guest, right? I have someone that what can talk to anybody. Yeah. If I have somebody that can talk to anybody. What do I like that? I'm not doing shit. Like all I have to do is just respond to the shit that they're saying. Right. If I have somebody on that isn't comfortable talking and I can make them talk, that's when it's important, you know, or ask them yeah, questions that make them feel engaged with the conversation. That's, that's my job as an interviewer. Yeah. That's so. definitely a, a challenge to have on. It's a hard I know, thing. I know like we've had one where it didn't work out where like we didn't post the interview. We've afterwards. had one too. Yeah. Um, and like, it's kind of just like it, you know, it's, it's a hard thing because we're asking people that we've probably never met most of the time to sit down with us. So you don't really know what you're signing yourself up for in the first place. Sure. And so, you know, you just got to go in and be like, I'm going to treat this like every other episode and then adapt as needed, mm. I guess. So, I mean, from what I've seen and listened to, I've listened to majority of the episodes you've done. Like you're definitely good at like honing the conversation. I appreciate and, it, but it's, it's a hard thing, man. But like, I definitely do agree. Like you, it's gotten better each time. Like that's each the goal. Time it gets better. That's like the number one compliment we get. And that's the number one compliment I'd like to always get is that it gets better every episode, mm -hmm. right? It's like, if it gets better every episode, it doesn't mean that last episode sucked balls. It no. just means that this episode's better than last episode. Mm -hmm. And that's how I'm taking it. So whenever people tell me that, and that's like, that's the, again, that's the number one compliment that we get. 
is that that it's episode it's better than the last episode and that's awesome to me because that means they also listen to the shittier episode than the good episode so yeah. that's the important thing to me and that's why i keep doing it because if people if our numbers didn't grow if our numbers didn't get better if people weren't listening i don't give a fuck like i i like my opinion either way <laughs> i don't need somebody to tell You're me right. i'm right for me to feel like i'm right or i don't need somebody to argue with me to feel like i'm wrong I, I feel how I feel either way. Sometimes I'm right. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm wrong. That's human nature. So if people stop listening, we just won't do it anymore. But people are listening. So yeah, that's it. When it drops off, I'll figure out a different thing. True, true. So, so um, did you go to college after school, high school? Like what? I went to Holyoke Community, okay. Community College uh, for two years. Uh, and then I went to Westfield State. Uh, for two years as well. I don't have a degree. I have. What were like, you going to school for? Uh, so I went to school for environmental science and business management. Okay. Um, was there a plan there? Like, did you? Have- I liked environmental science. I felt like if I was going to go to school, I needed to learn something. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was going to learn anything in the business side of things. Eventually, I decided that I should just get the degree and switch it to business management. Figured out that I was right the first time, and uh, I didn't need to learn that much in the business management <laughs> no. side of things. Um, you were living in it. <laughs> I've been doing it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you um, probably learned more from just working there. I've learned more in the shop than I'll ever learn in a school. However, there were things that I definitely learned. Uh, you know, a couple things that I picked mm-hmm. up here and there that I use today. And like, I'm not saying it's not important, but I I, I go to school because I want to learn something, not because anybody tells me I need a degree for any job. Right. I don't. I, I have a job. I'm happy with my job. Yeah. So that's how it, uh, that's, that's how it rolls. Yeah. So that's how it goes. I mean, yeah, I, I don't have a degree. I, I'll finish eventually. I'm literally just going for my mom. It's the only reason, the only reason I went in the first place. So, well, yeah. So, so, so yeah. you're like done with school. I'm done as far as I'm concerned. Okay. I'll go back cool. when I feel like yeah. going back. So you're working at the shop right now and doing the podcast, what, working at the shop, doing the podcast. What, you know, do you have like, a vision or anything like where you're trying to go in the next coming, you know, few years or whatever. Um, no, um, it's not really a thing that I do. Like, it's just like, I, I like to be the way that I am. If I feel like doing a thing, Mm -hmm. I'll do the thing. And it's, uh, it's worked out so far. I'm happy with where it's been and where it's, uh, where it's gone down the line. And, uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I get involved in other things. Obviously, like I, I bought this house last year. It was a fucking piece of shit, oh, and you like it's completely it. redone and gutted everything, and you know fixed it all up. It was like a, it was a ruin um, when I bought it. So like that, this is still a work in progress. I'd like that side of things. I might do more house buying and flipping now that I bought That's one. Sick. It's like yeah. it's one of those things where I think once you get one, you can get a couple. You know, it yeah. seems like a lot. And I know people that are in this as their full time job, and it's like. So it's an easy thing for me to get into, I think, if if that's where I want to go. Um, but honestly, like most of my time right now is is committed to the shop um, and the podcast. Between the two of them, like the podcast is is a media outlet to me. It's not just a podcast. It's right. uh, you know, we're engaging with the people that listen to the show. Um, we're interacting with them very one on one, which we can do right now because it's uh, obviously we're small enough to the point where we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're big enough to the point where we reach a wide, wide audience. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, I'm excited to see where this goes. 
Um, like I said, we just picked up four sponsors for 2019. Might have wow. a couple more. That's awesome, dude. Um, and a couple of them are season-long sponsors. So we've got Fisher Skis as a season-long sponsor and Burn Helmets as a season-long sponsor. So it's like I'm happy to work for those brands. Um, and as long as our relationship grows and the show grows, uh, I'm sure we'll keep on uh, keep on trucking on this side of things. So Yeah, that's sick. Um, so how do you um, – I'm just curious. You don't have to get super specific, but like – how did you work your sponsorships and like what like what are you getting out of that like relationship so, for doing the podcast with them? Um so I mean we plug them in the beginning of the show and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. We'll do Instagram posts and like that that kind of thing. The main thing that we do uh orig- like when we started reaching out to sponsors it was like this is how many listens we have, this is how many downloads we're getting. Uh we have this much social media following, but of that social media following a very, very high percentage, like a normally high percentage is, is engaged on a very regular basis right. with what we do. That's the part that's important because that's the part that shows that whatever you're doing, people are into that shit. And as soon as that shit spreads, it's going to spread heavy. Um, and that's the kind of thing that we're dealing with right now. Um, as far as pitching sponsors go, I basically was like, this is what we got. Do you want to be a part of it? Cool. Um, that's... That's great. If not, then that's great Lots too. Whatever else, you yeah. want. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I'm giving you this opportunity. You're not doing anything for like, I, I want you to be a part of it because I like you or I like your brand or I like whatever. Like right. I don't work with brands that I think are dumb. Um, I, I'm saying I'm putting myself out there by even asking. So I'm not going to go beyond that. That's, that's how our deal works with sponsors. And then basically we just talk about it and we say, okay, like this is what you're going to get as a sponsor. Um, you're going to get this many episodes and this long of listens. And this is, this is what we think it's worth. Um, so I, I imagine it's similar for a lot of brands. Um, we just package what we do differently. I think with it is we value what we're going to be pretty heavy, um, but we show proof that this is why we're going to be this big. This is why we're going to get to this threshold next month or whatever our, Mm. you know, our determination is for, for value in that sense. Um, yeah, it's, that's, that's how it is. I mean, that's how we pitched it and, uh, and it worked out pretty well. Um, the brand we wanted to be on board with was Fisher skis and we got them. I mean, that's, that's it. Brian Landrigan's a great dude. Um, just happened to be where the marketing director position at Fisher was changing um brian listened to the show already before i had approached him so he was like this makes sense for us as a brand because fisher's trying to be a brand that is for the people right like it's for the kids like what k2 is to skiing right we're like you can hate k2 but it's like k2 has fucking done so many things for skiing and they're huge and they make a lot of awesome shit Make some shit that sucks. They literally sucks. kept line skis they like, alive. Yeah, they fucking did plenty of shit. That's great, man. Like yeah. they do tons of events. They do tons of, th- and that's where Fisher's kind of trying to be. They're trying to be a brand. I'm not saying like K2 necessarily, but I'm just saying like a brand that is cool. A brand that is like one of the brands that you can be like, yeah, I ride for Fisher. And you're like, right, fuck, like that's dope. The go-to brand. Right. Like they want to be one of those. And, and that aligns with what we do basically. So it was a, it was a good marriage, awesome. I think for this year. Um, and hopefully we do right by them. Like, that's it. Like as a, as far as a show goes, like we can only do what we can do. And I hope it lives up to Landrigan's expectations. I'm sure it's going to, I am not, yeah, not even no, remotely concerned. Yeah. 
he's a, he's a great dude and, uh, and Fisher's a great company. So I'm happy to be working with them. So that's really all we were looking for them as a brand. As soon as they signed on, that's we were so just sick. like, that's it. We're good. That must have felt really good to. Uh, and it was that. too easy almost. I should ask yeah. for more money, by the way. <laughs> I should ask for more money for sure because he was just like, okay, done. Like, and, yeah. and that's literally how it went. And Steve Brown from Apray Headwear was there. And like, we were like, how much did he just ask for? And then I clarified. And then they were like, okay, sold. Like, we're done. Like, it's all good. Like, I should. <laughs> so I for sure should ask for more money. D- don't get me wrong, going to ask for way more money next year. Um, but well, yeah, for this the year, way you guys are growing for like, the this, way you're growing it, for this yeah. year, we're, uh, we're going to crush it for Fisher and I'm, I would love to be with Fisher for a long time. Like they're, they're a great company. That's awesome. And it's, That's they've really... got a great crew, man. They're changing a lot of things and, uh, and I'd like to see them be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's really cool that you were able to make that connection and like, yeah, it's funny. He was just like, listening to the show. That, yeah. You foster that relationship now because you have, yeah. you know, you you want, you did the work to, you know, that's the that thing connection. that I can tell people about podcasting in general is like, this shit sucks a lot of times. Like nobody listens a lot of times. Nobody cares what you have to say a lot of the times. And then eventually somebody listens and you realize that, Oh shit, like somebody has been listening and that person does this, you know? And it's not just that it's like, it, it makes you feel like what your work that you can't really put a value on. Like I don't clock in. No. I just yeah, do my just hours. Do I do as much as I feel like doing, and then I move on from there. So it's it's an interesting thing for sure. What's I guess what's your uh, long term plan with the podcast? Um, or where do you see it going? I guess like I don't know. I really don't know. I, I I'm gonna see how it grows. I mean, it's only year one for us. Sure. Like I mean, yeah. we're we're literally really starting young. year two for us. I mean, it's like I, I don't know what our plan is. I don't, like I said, I'm not really a planner. I'm not a good planner. I don't really have a plan for the podcast. Yeah. I, I, you know, to be entirely honest with you, people ask me that kind of a lot and I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep doing what we're doing because it's like, it's been working. So if it keeps working, then yeah. why would I fucking change anything? So I'm just going to keep doing it until it stops growing. And then I'll make adjustments on the fly. Like that's how my life has been. A lot of people like, including a lot of my family members are like, why do you, how do you do things the way that you do them? Because it's just like, I just do things because I feel like it a lot of the time. That's really cool though. Which is great. It's yeah. like people want to live that way, but it's like, do you really? Because like when I book a flight, <laughs> I book it the day before and I decide that I'm going. That's how like I decide to do things. That's how I live most of the time. It's Fly like, by the seat of your pants. Kind it's of. like <laughs> I, I'm going to Sunday River tomorrow and I'm not planning on, uh, we haven't booked a room. We haven't done any, like it's like I... I we have no plan. Like there's no plan. And that's, that's the nice thing about it is like, you can just go do shit and like, but because that's how my personality is, I don't get anxiety over that. That's not the kind of thing that gives me anxiety. So to have a plan for this would be off brand for me. And, uh, and I just, I don't know. I don't really have one. And honestly, like I respect the shit out of that answer because that's just like, you're being authentic as fuck. I don't do things that are different than how I feel. Like if I did that, then I'd feel weird and I wouldn't do it. I like that though because you're not like you're not painting a picture for anyone. It's like up for them to pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, you can, I, <laughs> but it's like if I changed what I'm doing, it's like I told you I was gonna do what I was gonna do. Right. So yeah. it's like I'm never gonna be put in a situation where somebody's like, "You did," because I'm I'm being the way that I am. Yeah. So it's like that's. It sounds. It, it sounds like you're not very much of like a people pleaser. You're more like I'm gonna do what I want. I do. end up being. And- uh. So that's a tough thing. Is like I am definitely a people pleaser. Like I like people to be happy. I okay. love when people are happy. It it gives me a sense of because Does that's that the salesperson in your tracks. Like and what you want to do sometimes. No. 
So that's the thing is like when it has to do with me, I do what I want to do. When it has to do with group dynamic, I want everybody to be happy. I don't give a fucking shit about myself. Like that's how it goes most of the time because that's that's how sales goes. You're mm-hmm. worrying about the customer. You're happy with it. Like I said, I'm I'm sales is the one thing that I wish that I wasn't really good at that I'm very good at. Like I know how people work. I know how people think. I know how people are going to react when I say th- certain things. So it's uh that's the thing that I'm just like, well, I, I want people to be happy. So I want to make what they think is going to happen, happen for them. You know? Got it. So that's, that's, it's a tough balance sometimes, but, and oh, obviously sometimes they overlap, dynamic. but most of the time they don't. And, uh, because people are, I'm very upfront about how I am. I'm like, if you don't want to travel this way, all don't, good, dude. Right. <laughs> I'll book your flight for you. I'll do everything <laughs> for you, but it's not how I'm going to travel. I'm going to do what I want to do. Yeah. Like I, like I've had girls yell at me like when we were dating or whatever and be like, why aren't you walking with me? And it's like, because I got distracted by like a t-shirt in that store <laughs> over there. I don't, I don't yeah. tell you that I'm being distracted. Right. It's just how it goes. Like, you're I, just, I, living I don't know. In I'm the sorry. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, I like that. Um, okay. So I want to cut off of, uh, into something else and talk a little bit about just like your ski experiences. Okay. Um, What's your favorite like mountain you've been to or like favorite trip? Um, in your ex- adventures. So Jackson Hole is my favorite mountain. Okay. Um, for sure. Like what that I've been it? to. I, it just the environment, just the mountain itself, the mixed terrain. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. And I was younger when I went there last, and I'm planning on going this upcoming season. It's on our list. Nice. Um, of podcast destinations, but uh, it's just an awesome place, man, and people are really good there. Um, that I've seen and, uh, and I really like it. My favorite trip has been to Portillo. Um, Portillo is you in were Chile. You posted about that today. Posted actually. about yeah. it today. Yeah. Um, I post about it kind of a lot because it's, it's an important place to me because like, A, it was like the first real backcountry experience that I had was doing Super C, um, and skiing Super C. And that was like, it was a two hour hike or whatever, like boot packing through eight inch plus deep snow. We were the first ones to do it of the year that we did it, like, cause it hadn't been opened all year cause there was no snow. Um, so when they opened it, it was like the second or third day we were there. We were like, fuck it. We're going like, that's it. Cause it's summertime here. Summertime here. Like yeah. It's, it's winter there. Yeah. I was like on the stair climber. I was ready to go. And it was just like, it's one of those things where it was so scary. Um, especially like some of the traverses were like, it's literally not even my shoulder width, you know, for what your skis are down on. Um, and you can fall and you can literally not come out. Like there's no one helping you. Like you're once you're in there, you're fucking done. Like that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the first of those experience that I had. And that's why I hold that place so special. And it's beautiful. Like it's the most beautiful yeah. place. I tell people like it's the most beautiful ski destination on earth. Like I think it is just a notch above a lot of the other places. I really, I really, I definitely want to make it out there. You should, man. I heard first chair travel company, um, is, uh, is doing a trip out there, uh, and you're going to have some discounted rates. I don't, he's the dude's a buddy of mine and and we just did a BAM trip and, uh, that's the plan next year is to do that. And, uh, I hope you'll be ready. Yeah. You'll be, you should be good by then for sure. You definitely should man. literally to just save money this year. Dude, Portillo, I'll tell you what, like the nice thing about Portillo is like, it's like a cruise, right? You pay up front and you just do everything like, cause it's all there. It's It's like, it's fucking, it's Portillo and then it's nothingness for three hours and then it's a city. So it's like, there's nothing else except for there. Once you get there, you're all paid for. You just have the time of your life and money's not even a concern. 
awesome. which is awesome. So yeah. that's my favorite trip. That's my favorite uh, favorite place, I guess. Hell yeah. So, yeah. Um, what trips do you have coming up this year that you haven't done yet? Um, so we just got out of a couple. Um, I just did Aspen for the Free Skier Magazine test. I was a tester for those guys, um, which was awesome. It was a great experience. Is that like a judge almost? Kind of, well, I mean, you, you like rank the skis. Yeah, you okay. as you go up on the gondola, you write a little review and say, this is what the ski did. This is why I liked it. Score it out of 10 in six different categories or something like that. And you test seven. There's one kid that did 70 skis. I think I did 40 oh or something in five days, <laughs> you know? So it's like, that's a lot of fucking skis. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I won't remember what I skied if I did that. So, um, which I didn't remember what I skied anyway, but that's, that is what it is. Um, yeah, so we did that, and then I just went on that trip to Banff, and that was one of the best trips we've ever been on. I mean, that was amazing. I'd recommend that to anybody that hasn't been to Banff yet. you got to go. Um, beyond that, uh, California next month is the plan. Um, I don't know. Wherever. Yeah, I told you. Yeah, I have no yeah, idea. I have no plan. Wherever I can get interviews that people want to talk. Um, the plan is to talk to a bunch of cool people that go skiing and ride bikes. Um, squaw is probably what it's going to end up being is squaw area. Um, cause it sounds like there's a few people that are down and in that area. Yeah. I have a lot of friends in like Tahoe squaw, like, Tahoe squaw. Yeah. That's like a good area to be in. So I've got a buddy that lives out there and it's like, I might as well just, yeah, might as well just hang out. Um, and then the following month, the plan is Seattle, uh, in Portland, Oregon area. Um, got a buddy out there. I'm going to crash with him and just do some interviews and that's about as far as I've planned so far. I might go to Portillo this summer. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I mean, it's like if I can swing it, uh, time wise, cause it is a full week and a half of travel basically. Yeah. Um, if I can swing that, then I'll go this year. If not, then I'll plan on next year. Do you, have to, do you just fly direct? Um, oh, it's probably I flew flights. to Florida, I think. I think it was to Florida or no, rather it was Atlanta. I flew to Atlanta and then I flew there when I did it. Actually, I did, uh, Hartford to Atlanta, Atlanta, or sorry, Boston to Atlanta, Atlanta to Santiago, Chile. And then on the way home, it was Chile to um, Atlanta, and then Atlanta to Mount Hood to do K2 ski boot oh, test. Shit. That's cool. Um, and then went Mount Hood home. So that was a long, it was like Damn, a two and a half yeah. week trip that's, for me. That's it was, a, that's I was tired for sure. I was definitely sure. done by the end of the trip. So. How far is the the mountain from the airport in Chile? Probably like three hours, four hours. I don't know. It was all fucking blur. It was yeah. You're probably all fucked, like time zone. Dude, you're just like you're. It's not even that much of a time change. I think it's only four hours, and it's like. But the thing is, it's like when you get there, you're just like so out of it, and like you're in a place where people legitimately don't speak your language. I don't speak any Spanish, so it's a it's a different thing. But it was an awesome experience. That is awesome. I definitely want to get that like international. Check it off, man. Feel. Yeah, it'll Check happen it off. once I get the the funds to do so. Yeah, <laughs> gotta do it. Um, okay, so you know, I asked you about the the future, and it sounds like you're just gonna play it by ear, See which is goes. cool because I think you guys you're definitely on the path to something really really great. Not that you haven't done great shit already. Um, Sorry, you don't need to fluff my ego. No, no, I'm just like that's just that's just my opinion. That's a, like that's what made me want to reach out to you in yeah, the first yeah. place to like interview. I was like, you know, like it sounds like you're a perfect person to talk to about just like I don't know doing something entrepreneurial, which I feel like running a podcast is somewhat entrepreneurial. So 
you have to uh, some business aspects go into play in yeah. a sense. So, I mean, do you do you see the podcast becoming more of like a brand off yeah, of the podcast for like sure. For sure. It's going to happen. Uh I'm not concerned about it. I'm not I'm not planning on it, but it is going to happen. I mean, it's uh, I don't really yeah. care if it happens or not, but it's going to happen. People like it. The logo's awesome. Oh, yeah, um, I, I mean, Chris Piasek is uh is a professional artist like that dude does it as his job um and he made our logo and uh i may i had him do it because i wanted someone that knew what they were doing mm-hmm. do it, you know like i wanted it to be legit and that was the goal so that's uh that's the plan is to make a little bit uh is to have it like as a brand as we go on and, uh, and see what happens if that means more clothing if that means a standalone brand great you know yeah. see see where it goes cool all right i so i have like one or two more questions for okay you. go ahead yeah and this, I'll, I'll bring it bring it back to your your expertise area. Okay. Um, what's your least favorite question <laughs> asked while at the shop? Uh oh, man, there's a lot of them. Um, I'll have to think. Let me think about this for a second. Or just like a pet peeve, like thing that people. A lot of it's with ski boots, about. which is kind of <laughs> dorky. Like I, I, I don't like. I'm really good at setting people up to know that their boots are going to feel weird when they first get in there. Like the number one thing is like, it's too tight. I hate that. I hate when people are just like, it's too tight. It's like, dude, if I sell you it too big, you're going to come back and tell me I sold you a boot that's too big. So I don't want to hear that it's too tight because it's not too tight. I know I'm not a magician. I just know facts. And this is a fact. It's going to get bigger. Like, and when you buckle the boot and you lean forward, your toes are going to come back away from the front. It's like, I don't need to whisper it to you. I don't need to sprinkle dust on your head. It's not a fucking trick. Like it's, that's how it's going to work. So yeah. that, that definitely frustrates the shit out of me. Um, what else do I get annoyed about? I get overly annoyed for my own ego sometimes when people assume that we're just like a crazy small business and like, they're like, I want to give small business. I hate when people say I want to give small business my money. It's like, fuck you. That's a pretentious way to think <laughs> about it. It's like, I don't need your money to be a business. It's like, we need the people as a whole. We don't need you as an individual right. telling me. Like yeah, exactly. I'll, I'm going to eat tonight, dude. Like, so I, I don't like that. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. That's really it. I'm pretty like lately. I don't, I just ignore everything. So I just move yeah. on. It doesn't, it doesn't bother me. I, I was a sales associate at Vans. And like, I think what I realized over time is that you're just going to kind of get a lot of similar shit that annoys you over time. And you just got to kind of like not let it phase you after a while. It's like, people are going to say stupid shit or not. No matter what. And you just have to like, understand that they don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, I I don't know. If you haven't worked retail, you should work retail retail. Yeah. That'll build some character for you. Everybody should work retail. Every single person should work retail. Go work in a mall for a couple weeks and see how you feel. You know, that's how it goes. So, (laughs) Um, okay. And another question is what gives you fulfillment in working at the shop? Like what is kind of like, I know like you do it because it's your family thing, whatever, but like what keeps you, what wakes you up in the morning and you're like, I'm going to go. Dude, when people are psyched, that's what makes me happy. It's like that when people are psyched to go skiing, I'm with that all day. I'll work till I'm 85. If that's everybody only comes in and is psyched to go skiing at the end of the day, that's your attitude. I'm fucking with it, man. Like there's no, there's no part of me that could be like, 
I'm tired today. Like I immediately get a jolt of energy and that like that makes me psyched to see people get on the hill. And I know that's like the textbook answer is like, I like to make people go have a good experience or whatever. That's what ski instructors say all the time. And like, sometimes you believe it, sometimes you don't, but it's like that genuinely is what gets me going. That genuinely is what makes me want to go to work every day. That's, that's the only thing it's like that. And little kids learning how to ski is the only two things that really make me happy because little kids go skiing and they have fun and they don't think about all the extra shit that goes with it. Mm -hmm. They just think about being happy and going skiing and that's it. So. That's awesome. That's the kind of shit that I like, man. Hell yeah. Um, okay. Well, I don't know how long we've been like recording. A while. But uh, I think we covered a lot of really good info on you. Sweet. Um, so, yeah, if you want to plug plug your shit, plug podcasts, oh, anything, anything else that we I've never plugged my own shit. So we'll see how. Uh, the floor is yours. I got This will be a good practice run for me for the next couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can find us. Uh, at out of podcast on all forms of social media. We're on Instagram. That's our big one. Um, Facebook, we're rapidly growing. Um, Twitter, I would like us to grow, but apparently we're never gonna. Um, YouTube uh, would be great. All that stuff. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, um, all the other ones, basically. I mean, the main ones are Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you don't have one of those, then figure it out. Um, but yeah, you can find us. It's the Out of Bounds Podcast. It's the one with the alien. Um, there are other Out of Bounds Podcasts. Um, one's hosted by Gilbert Arenas. Shout out, Gilbert Arenas. Um, <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but yeah, no, the main one, ours is uh, the Out of Bounds Podcast. You'll, we're on like episode 56 or something like that. Um, so check it out, take a listen, ignore the first five episodes and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, that's, that's basically the deal, man. Yeah. Uh, definitely anyone who's listening, uh, listen to the pot, listen to his podcast. If you're into like skiing, outdoor stuff, um, covering, you know, product talk to talking with athletes is really cool. And also you can, uh, hear a little bit about our brand too. So Definitely check that out. And you guys are episode 58, maybe. So, okay, cool. And 58, 59. So, 22 for us. So, cool. All right, we'll figure this out. Hell yeah. So, well, yeah, thanks for uh, coming on and uh, agreeing to do this through Insta DM. Hey, Very, anytime, man. That's the how social I, media that's how world, I live life, man. Living it up. All right, Word. man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Episode 22, Bindalism. Thank you again, Adam, for sitting down with me and agreeing to podcast. It was really fun to get to talk to you, get to know you a little bit, and also be on your show as well. I hope you have nothing but great success and luck with everything to do with the podcast in this coming year. I'm sure that things are going to continue to go in that right direction for you, and I'm really hyped to be a part of you know, the magic that you're making. And I'm glad that you were able to be a part of what we're doing as well. I hopefully will be able to do a ski trip with you at some point in the future. That would be really cool. Um, obviously, I, my knee needs to heal. So that'll be for another time. But if you want, give Adam a follow at Out of Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, all those social media. And then also his family ski shop, which is just Colorado Ski Shop. Find that on Instagram and Facebook. I'm assuming they have other social media pages as well. Definitely go check out Out of Bonds Podcast if you're a skier, mountain biker, hiker, just you know, doing outdoor 
type stuff. This is the podcast to listen to for gear talk and listening to athletes and people running really cool brands. Thanks again for listening. If you haven't already, give us a follow at boho underscore hobo underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Boho Hobo for everything else and bohohobolifestyle.com for our website. We have a new blog up this week about active listening. Definitely a cool read. So if you haven't already, you can click on the blog section of our website and you can see that blog and all the other blogs that we've been putting out. Other than that, we will see you next episode. Hope you guys enjoyed this one and see you next time.